0: Welcome back to 40 Minute Mentor, a topic that comes up on the podcast time and time again is hiring challenges and how important it is to get it right, particularly when you're building a startup. As headhunters ourselves, this topic is very close to our heart. And so I love chatting to Joe Robinson, CEO of Improbable Defense, and learning more about his approach to hiring. Before we hear more from Joe this Wednesday, I thought we'd turn back time and hearing some of my favorite pieces of advice from former 40 Minute Mentors. To kick us off, we'll hear from Wing Chan, co-founder and CEO of Sourceful, sharing the one key thing he looks for in new hires.
1: Yeah, I think whether it's you know, a so-called senior hire for the exact team, or it's um, a first hire, maybe their first job out of university, maybe their first job if they didn't go to university. It doesn't matter. there's one key thing that I'm looking for, and you know this is the secret, so if anyone's listening and wants to get a job, you know just listen to this. It's being able to look at what's happened in their life and to take positives out of that journey. You know what I mean by that is especially in painful situations to find the lessons that actually apply to them, but also have an optimistic attitude you know that's much easier said than done right it's It's like something bad happened and you know, you look at you look at it, and rather than blaming other people, you think, "What could I do better?" But you also come out that out of that experience and think, "I can do better," and I have a positive outlook on on the world. I think you know those two things is for me the biggest measure of success over the long term. And so I want to see that in all of the team members that that we have.
0: Next up, we've got Tessa Clark, co-founder and CEO of Olio who shares the importance of not just mission alignment, but also mission obsession and how you can test for it.
2: We have always recruited for not just mission alignment, but a step higher than that, mission obsession. And even when we've needed to grow very quickly, we have not compromised on that really, really high bar. And I think that has been critical to maintaining the the quality of the culture. Everyone who joins us answers sort of that question about, their personal connection to our mission. And when you have interviewed hundreds of people, you get really, really good at being able to detect who authentically lives, breathes, sleeps our mission and is truly obsessed by it. And who is just sort of saying what they think you want to hear. You know, So we, we have had people yeah, just do some incredibly sort of share some incredibly personal and moving things from their own personal lives as part of that interview process. And you can spot a mission-obsessed person a mile away. It bubbles out of them. It bursts out of them. They they almost sort of can't contain it within them.
3: And yeah, it's really easy
2: to spot.
0: And now we hear from Margot de Broglie, co-founder of Your Juno, on how they approached hiring in a more fractional way.
3: Something that we've learned, I think, from the interview and the the headhunting process has been to really look out for three key criteria. The first one being the matching skill set. So do they have the capabilities and the past experience? That means they can hit the ground running in that role. I think that's the one that gets emphasized the most when people hire. But two other ones have been really important for us, which are the cultural fit, not only meaning will they fit into the existing team, but also are they incredibly passionate about the mission? Is this something that, you know, they wake up in the morning and they feel driven to change this problem in the world? That's something really crucial for us. And then the last piece is stage fit. So obviously we're a very early stage startup. It's risky to join an early stage startup, making sure that the person who potentially joins the team understands what that entails, both for their personal life, their own money situation, but also in the way things are done. If you have someone incredibly senior joining an early stage startup, they might be, you know, they might be baffled by the fact that there's so few processes that they're just going to have to get stuck in and do all sorts of different tasks. And I think that's where often clashes can happen because we get excited by hiring someone who's just come from Google or from Facebook, and we think you know they're going to be incredible. But if they don't understand that mindset shift that needs to happen when they join an early stage startup, I think a lot of a lot of challenges can arise from that.
0: Rachel Tumasi corson the founder and CEO of Afrocentrics, shares her biggest hiring mistakes and what she learned from it. So
3: the biggest mistake I've made in hiring is over-indexing on the importance of interviews. And I've now learned the hard way that some people are very good at interviewing and are not much good at anything else. And other people don't interview well, but can do a great job. So I now take the approach that what matters is references, a task that you set for people, and then the probation. So probation for me is now included within the hiring process. But I think I would have saved myself a lot of headache and aggro if I didn't mistakenly think I was such a good interviewer that I could, you know, suss out talent. Now I know that actually no one is that good an interviewer. It's a phase you do, but it's not the most important in hiring process. And last but certainly
0: not least, we hear from Dan Garrett co-founder and CEO of Farewell, on the biggest hiring lessons he's learned and how those have helped Farewell keep a 100% acceptance rate
4: when making offers to candidates. Michelle meticulously taught me and Tom how to hire people. So how to source, you know, and I'm, I'm real at technical recruiting, how to do kind of like Boolean searches and how to use applicant tracking systems, how to do, there's a hiring methodology called top grading, and, you know, how to interview in a way that removes bias But most importantly, how to get people engaged in a process to the point where we have, I still believe that we have a 100% acceptance rate when we make a job offer to someone. So, you know, a lot of this is, it it used to be more of a buyer's market hiring. Right now, if you want a job in technology, you're going to have people biting off your, if you've got any kind of experience, you have people, you know this better than anyone. It's a complete seller's market. So, So instead of seeing talent as, you know, a process to run through to screen out bad candidates. We got a complete masterclass from Michelle in how to, you know, write really compelling job specs. Like we regularly get people reading our job specs saying like, okay, this is the best, you know, And we have recently done a couple of executive hires. And I'll agonize over the packs that we do. It's the same as a pitch deck. How can I have an outsized ability to attract candidates that other people won't? How can we run the best possible process? And how can I make sure that when we like, I'll spend two hours writing an offer letter to someone that I'll read out to them and really prioritize learning about who they are and what they want in the process, not just, you know, do they tick the boxes of what we're after? So that was a completely revolutionary way of looking at talent. And it meant that we were always able to punch above our weight in terms of getting great people into the business. That's everything for me today. But I really hope that you've got a lot from today's episode. To hear more
0: about building high-performing teams, the role of the Metaverse in defense, and tons of advice from anyone looking to get into the sector, tune back in on Wednesday when I'm joined by Joe Robinson, CEO of Improbable Defense. See you then.